0: Welcome to News Desk with me, Mami Sinyamichet Thompson. In the next hour, more than 30% increase in persons killed due to road traffic accidents in July 2023 compared to the same period last year. We have details from the latest figures from the National Road Safety Authority on road traffic casualties. Also, death toll from the Northeast floods climbs to eight, with more floods expected. As the Bagri Dam opens, we have details. Niger coup leader General Chiani, promises to hand over power in three years. How so? We'll tell you plus how South African President Cyril Ramaphosa intends to work with AU to restore constitutional order in countries experiencing coup d'etat. Details of these and more plus business in the please stay tuned Now 43 persons died through road traffic accidents in July 2023 compared to the same period in 2022. These are figures contained in the latest data on road traffic casualties published by the National Road Safety Authority. According to the data, 1,328 people died through road crashes in July this year compared to 1,221 recorded last year. Let's take a look at the highlights and various breakdowns as has, is being reported by the National Road Safety Authority. When you take a look at the information that we have before us, um, the source the National Road Safety Authority, of course, cases reported um, 8,37, um, 8,869. This is a period between January to July 2023 and the yellow there um, marks those cases that are reported um, I think injuries and crashes and then we have um, those the yellow is um, the cases reported in January of this year um, January to July 2023 and the green represents the cases that were reported last year between January and July 2022. And so before you, in January, the cases reported in 2023 is 8,137. And those reported last year, 8,869. So there you see that there's some slight decrease this year of cases that have been reported. Now, when it comes to the vehicles involved, we have 13,862 vehicles involved in these road crashes in this year between January and July 2023 and 15,239 in 2022. Uh, Persons killed 1,272 this year and 1,443 last year. And then persons injured, you have 9,135 this year, 9,228 last year. Pedestrian knockdowns as well, thousand four hundred and eighteen this year, and a thousand five hundred and eighty last year. And then we have the percentage change in the road traffic in road crashes situation from July, 20, July to January, uh, or oh, I beg your pardon, January to July, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty two compared. And so you can see from the um, source, National Road Safety Authority, um, 8.25%, minus 8.25% cases reported um, this year, and then minus 9.04% with vehicles involved in this, and persons killed, minus 11.85%, persons injured, minus 1.01%. And then pedestrian knockdowns, minus 10.25%. And now we move on to the road traffic crash and casualty from January to July 2023 and then as we refer to you the red is for January, july 2023 that is this year the yellow represents that of last year and the cases recorded 1233 this year 1182 last year and you realize that that's a slight increase of cases reported this year vehicles involved to have gone a bit higher as 2099 this year and 1991 last year persons killed 186 persons have been killed this year and 143 last year. and so that's some increase in the persons of uh, in the persons killed or the number of deaths that have been recorded this year and also the persons that have been injured also went up a little bit and that is Um, 1,328 compared to 1,221 last year. And pedestrian lockdowns have slightly reduced. And pedestrian lockdowns this year were 213 and then 224 last year. And these figures are for July this year compared to July last year. Also, percentage change in these crashes situation in July of last year compared to July of this year, so we have cases reported that is four point three one percent and then vehicles involved is five point four two percent plus persons killed, which is over thirty percent and thirty point zero seven percent. And then persons injured, 8.76%. Pedestrian knockdowns, that has gone a little bit lower, which is minus 4.91%. And so you realize that the number of persons killed um, this year have increased over 30%. And that's according to the National Road Safety Authority. Meanwhile, the authority says some of the interventions ruled out are working. He commanded a joint news for the Drive Safe campaign. David Osafwa-Dunting is acting director general of the National Road Safety Authority.
1: Little motivation is that comparing this year's figures to last year, uh, we we've seeing some reductions in, in, in some of the indicators. Uh, marginal as some of them may look though but it it is very refreshing to know that something positive is being done by way of interventions to have come and reflecting positively also on, on the figures indeed the performance of every country's road safety management is to see figures going down the crashes the injuries and the deaths and those are the indicators that suggest that uh, some intervention is, is 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 receiving or reflecting positively on the roads, yeah. so that is quite quite motivating. But indeed, uh, we wish that we have a far uh, lower figures, so we can see some more reductions by now. But the level of intervention that we are rolling out, the National Road Safety Authority itself as a lead agency, by way of the Drive Safe campaign that you your media championed, and then the Stay Alive campaign that we also champion together um, i have gone deeper into the the, the structure of city management in this country to the extent that uh, campaign, education, publicity, advocacy, uh, um, it's something that we, we can all say that we have made some relevant achievement, very significant. Yeah. Now, you don't get figures coming down for the sake of it. Okay. It is always contingent on a certain practical work you are doing on the ground. And that is how our figures come down. Because we have factors that are always fighting against us. The vehicle population is growing every day. Human population is growing every day. Indiscipline on our roads. And as you are aware, some malfunctioning of certain road facilities. These are all critical factors that give impetus for uh, risk, people to take risk, and for that matter, result in the deaths. But if you have a very strong campaign structure, which I really commend the media for supporting the national Road city to that extent, that we were able to roll out this campaign, and all we were trying to do was to minimize indiscipline, especially on the part of road users, Mm -hmm. drivers, pedestrians, uh, passengers, motorcyclists, and, and all that, so that they can themselves own Roosity. They can protect them yeah, themselves when they're using the road. And I think that uh, I must commend Ghanaians for accepting the campaign, which had a slogan, um, you know, because we were trying to let Ghanaians recognize the fact that crashes happen not because of the work of the devil. It is because we are in discipline
0: and still on our drive safe campaign, dysfunctional traffic and streetlights are becoming a common phenomenon in Greater Kumasi. A number of road traffic accidents have occurred at some intersections as a result of the malfunctioning traffic lights coupled with some dysfunctional streetlights. Commuters have lamented delays in fixing them and at major intersections in the region, Nanabwachi Dankwayiadom interacted with some commuters at Amakum in Kumasi.
2: In several communities, dysfunctional traffic lights and street lights have led to traffic congestion, wrong vehicle and pedestrian directions, motorist conflicts and prolonged travel times the poor illumination at night and safety at road intersections have become a worry to motorists and commuters
3: and this traffic light always sometimes it goes on it goes off and even yesterday as one of my brother was saying there was a a accident here with a vip and a motorbike and this traffic light is the inner city traffic light from kumasi to ajiso and accra and you can see behind you you have seen that those from Accra to Kumasi, they just stop here. And watch those from Kumasi to Accra to come before they, to they move because of the traffic light. And I don't know who is responsible for the traffic light to I mean, maintain or to repair when it goes off any time. Is it the road minister or is it any other institution who is supposed to do the traffic light at all time In Kumasi, Here, yeah, I can tell you and I can show you that those living in Kumasi, you don't have traffic light. And it's true. This is a highway traffic light and it's off. So those from the left and those from the right, who's supposed to pass and who's supposed to wait. And even the traffic light behind the army, uh, the street light behind the traffic light, you can see it's not working. Some is not working. So, and this is the spot. And here, I'm robbers came around. To rob us, if you are holding your back like this, so they, they trust you have some mobile phone or laptop because we are all students living in this area. So we are pleading with the authorities to come on board. They should do it on time.
4: hey traffic There's a problem. Like traffic key. a
2: We really do have a problem with our traffic lights over here. Sometimes when the drivers use the stretch, they do get confused.
4: There's be accident.
2: City authorities really do use the stretch, so I am really surprised as to why we have some dysfunctional traffic lights coupled with dysfunctional street
4: lights.
2: We really do record some accidents over here. I am quite surprised as to why we have a dysfunctional traffic light on such a huge stretch.
4: The assembly
2: member thought of working on these dysfunctional traffic lights. We got some MTTD officers to be stationed over here, but they could not do the job.
5: Are we living uh, here in Amukum? We are living in a death trap concerning this stretch if you look at the dysfunction of this traffic light it's causing a lot of accident over here just recently i think yesterday yeah there was a huge accident over here that was vip bus and a certain motorbike due to this dysfunction of this traffic light and it's very disheartening and embarrassment so we are calling on the authorities to come into our aid we are very worried about this situation look at the children's park just opened it here and that place is called a headquarters of armed robbers because of uh, the abandonment of the streetlights. We don't have over there.
2: Reporting for Joy News, Nana it down Yadom, Kumasi.
0: Now that's from the northeast regional flash have reached eight as two more bodies were found after a building collapsed on them in the Yonyo Nanswani district. The incident occurred on, on Friday and the bodies have since been retrieved. And buried. Meanwhile, authorities in Burkina Faso have begun the spillage of the Bagri Dam, which is expected to cause more floods and potentially worsen the situation. Speaking to Chinese, Regional Minister Yidana Zakaria has called on residents living and farming along the spillways to evacuate to safer grounds and stay alert. Correspondent Ilya Tanka reports from Cherpani District.
6: The Northeast Regional Authorities are still taking stock of the damages as a result of torrential rainfall in the region. Eight people are now confirmed to have lost their lives and three more injured and receiving treatment. According to the Disaster Management Organization, the eight died through building collapse and drowning in the East and West Manprosay municipality and the Yunjudan Swane district. The flooding has grounded transportation to certain parts of the region as road bridges have been washed away. Education and health. Care services have also been suspended in some of the affected areas, with several farmlands and houses destroyed, and many residents are still stranded yes, in their yes, communities yes, yes, with no yes. access to other parts of the region. As part of his regional tour of the affected areas to assess local authorities conduct aftermath assessment the regional minister Idana Zakaria visited the Chirponi district, one of the districts hard hit by the floods. Here, the flooding has worsened the already bad state of the road network and the poor living conditions. Of the people, as road bridges, farmlands, as well as food crops have been flooded and washed away at Tikinga, where a bridge linking the Chirponi and Junyo district was collapsed. A member of parliament Tahido abdurazak explained the state of damage caused by the torrent rains.
7: Where we are specifically is known as Tikinga, which falls within the Chirponi consistency or chelponing district and across the Baker Bridge is Yoyo constituency. Our CR has been split once. But beyond Yoyo, I'm told it's splitted about two, three, four times of the main road. Yesterday was one chicken market day. Bunkuruku people, Yoyo, couldn't access one chicken market due to this damage. But when we stand here and look at this way, we have communities along this side. We have uh, Napthango, Nigeria, Patani, Babangani, uh, Saku, Pampali, Esaka, eh, Pampali, and then Wonjoka as well. Then when you get to Wonjoka and you go the other set, it's it's, it's it, this, all this is going to reach the OT. And when you go to that side, we have to get uh, Tinchangu, Naturi, Nakaku. Number one a number two. Then Naduni as well. As I'm standing and speaking to you, the normal director told me Nanouni as well on those stretch are all what flooded. This is what is happening to us now within the Cheropuni district.
6: He said although an assessment was ongoing about 42 communities are believed to have been affected with most of them still inaccessible and commuters now have to solely rely on the use of canoes to assess their homes and farmlands. He appealed for the provision of life jackets, among other relief items, to assist the victims.
7: I think we are used to 27 prone areas when it comes to flats, but this year own has been extended. We have about 15 communities more that have been added to the 27 communities that we are aware of. Yes. And we have about 12 areas that we they use local canoes to cross to the other neighboring countries. Mm. That is not in Tugu, Santana And all these people cross with our lives. I did mention that the states should help us support these vulnerable people. That's one. And I know beyond the states, we have other NGOs, organizations that are into this. We are asking and requesting from them. The need and support that we need to support Whoa. these people who are what?
0: We'll take you live to Parliament now, where we understand the Majority Chief Whip MP for in Edward Frank Adadompre, is holding a press conference and our parliamentary correspondent. Imbira is there bringing us live updates from there.
8: Because of this, because something that I don't know anything about. Now, they go on uh, two and his media platforms, just hell and insult at me. So I got to know of the fact, and I called his Eastern Regional Campaign 1 a Janoa. I called him to tell him about it. And he said, well, they've been been told about the truth, and they got in touch with the Corby Creative Limited, I mean, the CEO of that advertising company, and they've done the needful, so they've paid money to that person, and the artwork has been put back. Well, one would have thought that after all this vilification and after all these insults on me and my personality, if you found out what the truth is, at least it would have come out I don't need your apology, but at least come out with the truth and let the public know that you hurriedly put allegation on an innocent man. And it turned out that Arnold Domper doesn't know anything about uh, this so-called matter. So I feel very slighted. I feel a lot of pain, but I still have to manage this. This is an internal elections, and he's not an enemy, somebody I respect. I don't even do this to my political opponent. The NDC who have their artwork all over in, in Saoom. I don't go about pulling down their artwork. How much more will I go out to, to pull down an artwork of my colleague member of parliament? It's, it's, it's quite strange. And this is not the first time they are hurling these allegations at me. I want to use your medium to appeal to our colleague. I don't have anything personal against him. In this context, people have taken positions. And I'm a human being. I have also taken a position. I feel proud about the person I support. And if I have to suffer these allegations and persecution because of my support for the vice president, I find it very strange. I, I plead with them that they should understand that this is an internal election. And next time, if something happens, the least they can do is to investigate. You don't come out... And and put allegation against somebody, and especially when you find out that what you said was not true, the decent thing you should do is to come out and put out the fact. Interestingly, this morning I called Kobe Creative Limited again, and he confirmed that he got back to him, and they've made payment, and therefore they've put out they put out his artwork uh, on the on the metal work. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a matter that we should split heads over. I'm not interested in, interested in pressing any charges against them, because mainly because it is an internal election. But I I want to sound a note of caution to them that they should respect my decision. My decision to support the vice president is not out of nothing. It is based on substantive evidence of what the man can do for our party and this country. It's not for me to run the campaign for them, but they should not use me as a subject matter of their campaign. Clearly what they put out is not true, and I will advise Netu and his media platform that they know the implications with this extent of experience that they have. They know the implication. If you put out falsehood against somebody without evidence, they know the implication, and I'm not the one to advise them on what to do. But they should desist from these attacks on my personality. I will not support him. I don't believe in him. I believe in the one I support. And they should just as they support Keno Hine upon. they should respect my decision to support somebody else. And let it be as it is. I'm here with the my boarding pass. Just to emphasize, I traveled on on the twelfth. On the twelfth. And I was due to return, if you look at the original shutdown, I was supposed to return on the, I think on the 20th, on the 21st. I was supposed to return on the 21st. I had to change my ticket. Thankfully, we had finished the conference. I had to change my ticket and come back and deal with this old Buhaha because I I received multiple, thousands of WhatsApp messages, loved ones, my fans, people all over the world. Seeking to know what is happening between me and Mr. Ohine in Japan. I don't have anything personal against him. And I believe that I want to challenge them that now that they have the fact, they should put out the fact. And this matter should rest once and for all. So my boarding pass and ticket is here. You can reference it duly. And then, Copy Creative Limited, your contact, the CEO's contact, and everything is here. You can go beyond that and speak to the the city authorities, the municipal chief executive and there are sections or departments at the assembly who manage such outfit you can speak to them and and the facts will be known Um, I'm also told that this metal work has Kobe Creative Limited has owned it for more than 10 years it's owned it for more than 10 years once upon a time a car ran into work and he got dented and he said that he had he had instructed uh, uh, SIC insurance to 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 deal with that because they they were the company that has insured and they didn't do what he had to take it upon himself and do and do it So the place is a very popular place. The huge metal.
0: And so those were subs from parliament where MP for Swaye um Honourable Frank Anodompre has been responding to some allegations being made against him. We'll be bringing you more on that later. But still, with the OT regional minister, Mr Joshua Makobo, has endorsed the candidature of the vice president, Dr Mahmoud Balmya, saying there's nothing wrong in doing that. According to him, the vice president has a clear vision to lead the NPP to win the 2024 presidential elections. The minister has been speaking to my colleague Peter Senu in that region.
9: He's not the vice president of Flamboyancy and then um, prolific he spending. No, 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 no. He alleged that you are throwing your support behind
10: the vice president to become the flag bearer.
9: Well, if I'm throwing my support behind the vice president, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you know me from the, uh, for long, I'll always support hard work. I'll support ideas. I'll support... Uh, Alice... A direction, I'll support a vision. I'm not that type of person that is capable of navigating my way in, a, in the midst of maybe when the situation is messed up. No, we need a direction, we need a vision. And I think Vice President, right from the time he became a running mate, his Excellency, has always been at the forefront of telling the people that look, we can go this way. So you believe he's sharing his vision, his ability to lead the party into 2024 election? Definitely, and be the next president by 2025.
0: The regional minister has also denied the allegations that he and some regional executive members have sabotaged the camp of flagbearer bearer hopeful Alan Kojo Chairman Ting during his tour of the OT region some weeks ago. According to the minister, members of the Alan campaign team in the region have failed him.
9: Sometimes, what I've always said is that uh, there's nothing wrong to fail, but it is very disastrous when you fail as a result of your own incompetence, and you still go ahead to ascribe that to other people. Look, I like Alan. I respect him. A minister that has served in cabinet of two successive MPP governments, the government of His Excellency Jonah Jakun Kufo and the government of His Excellency Nana Dankwe Kufado. I have no reason to want to sabotage uh, what they call it, Honorable Alain Chamantin. So if, Allah, if he wins primaries today, am I not going to campaign for him? If he becomes President and he decides that I remain in the region, will I say because he's the President, I won't do that? But the fact is that his people in the region let him down. Yes, his people in the region let him down. Let me tell you, the first time I heard the Honorable Alan Chemantin was coming to the region, I was in hope, and I had to quickly run down to there. Listen, I was here the day he was supposed to have come. I was in this office waiting, 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 until a call came at the last minute that he was not coming, and they were going to reschedule. Look, the next time uh, I heard of his coming was when he was actually in town. And that very day, I was... I went to a funeral in Pru West, proceeded to Adria, because uh, we had lost an uncle there too, and I slept in Kumasi. That Sunday, I was on my way to Accra. When I got a call that... Now it was a Monday. Rather, I got a call that the Honorable... Uh, Alan Chimantin was in the region and wanted to say hi to Ah, But look at the time people are calling me. I am out of the region and there's nothing I can do to come back. But again, when he was to come, the next time, I was informed. I sat here and he came with one of my godfathers, Honorable Peter Amewoo. I'm that type of person that, look, because of my background as a person with disability, if you like intimidating other people, you have no relationship with me. I want a situation whereby at least the environment will be created for everybody to exhibit their what? Their self-confidence and then their talent. But when you are going wrong, I will tell you that no, you could have done this thing this way.
0: The OT regional minister, Joshua Makobi, says although he does not entirely disagree with a survey that puts his region in the lead as having made direct bribery requests from service seekers, the establishment of agencies and departments in the new region may have contributed to the outcome of the survey in 2022. A UN report on corruption in Ghana on people's experiences and views cited the OT region public service officials as people who have made the highest direct bribery request from service seekers. The Minister Harafa says he would in the coming days engage heads of departments of public institutions in the region on the need to tackle the phenomenon. OT regional correspondent has been speaking to the minister on the back of this survey.
9: Just like the others, we say, there is no smoke without fire. And if the perception is high, there's that likelihood that the realities are also higher. And uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, it shouldn't have occurred. However, considering the nature of the uh, Oti region as one of the deprived regions, most of the people who are enlightened from among us have migrated to stay in Accra, some of the offices that have come to be with us now, like the regional police headquarters, most of the places becoming divisions, uh, the immigration, uh, G.R.A. that is customs, and I think those offices didn't use to what, Exist from among us. So definitely, if this is our first encounter, there are so many things that people, uh, out of ignorance, might not know how to approach it, and something that you could have gone to do it yourself, you approach a public officer to do it. If that person does not have that goodwill or a high moral standing, the person might want to do it by taking advantage of you. So such a perception, uh, to some extent, uh, should not be something I would want to disagree completely with. But I feel that those of us who are public officers and who have been put in charge of uh, other people, we shouldn't take advantage of what their ignorance to enrich ourselves. I will uh, take this seriously and probably in the coming days, uh, engage heads of uh, uh, the public institutions. We talk about teachers, talk about the police service, uh, other security agencies, and then the land uh, commission. Okay. I uh, will try to engage and let them know that this is the perception out there, and then uh, they need to be uh, honest with our people. So, going forward,
5: how do we? I mean, beyond what you've said, engaging the heads of department and all that, how do we, as much as as much as possible, nip this in the bud so that
10: Otis' uh, name doesn't come as a front liner in terms of corruption-related activities?
9: Yeah, I, I think our Uh, citizens who have to also be confident in themselves. When you are seeking a public service, it is your right and within your domain to go for it. So if you get there and you are not being served, at least now our system has been decentralized to a certain level. We have assembly members, unit committee members, then the district assembly the social welfare people, the human right people, they are there. Approach them when you are seeking a service from what a public uh, officer, and then you are not. You are finding challenges. These are people who are the NCC is there to also what educate you on how to get some of this. I think that's what we should also be doing, intensify education among our people. They should know what they can request for and the right they have to be furnished with that information. num uh, and then uh, other uh, religious leaders, during our sermons and our, we should incorporate some of these things that are the rights of the people so that they will know when to demand and when not to. Our people too. They have that desire that, oh, let's push it, and then it will be done very fast. If you need, you need a document to use next week. Start looking for the document today. You don't wait until it is a day to the document, then you go there and say, look, I can give you. Sometimes it is not even the public officers who request directly. It is those who seek their service who will tell them, look, I'll give you this so that you can do this for me. Then they go back to make it look like it was the uh, person who requested
0: Let's head to South Africa now, where President Cyril Ramaphosa says his government is working through the African Union to end several conflicts and to restore constitutional order in countries which recently experienced coups. The West African sub-regional body a couple of days ago announced that it was working in conjunction with the AU to tackle the political situation in Niger, where the Presidential Guard deposed a democratically elected president, Mohamed Bazoum. Speaking in a televised address last night, Mr. Ramaphosa lamented the latest developments could undermine the African Continental Free Trade Area which is being hosted by Ghana aimed at liberalizing trade and promoting mutual growth and development across Africa.
11: We are working towards the full implementation of the African Continental Free Trade Area which is set to eliminate trade barriers, boost intra- African trade and achieve prosperity for all of Africa. It will also accelerate manufacturing and industrial capacity on our continent. The vibrant trading Africa we seek to build depends on Africa being stable and peaceful. For our continent Africa to thrive we must silence the guns. We continue to work within the African Union to end several ongoing conflicts on the continent and restore constitutional and democratic government to countries that have recently experienced coups. South Africa is directly involved in a number of efforts to bring peace to Africa. We are currently involved in supporting the people of Mozambique and the Democratic Republic of Congo to ensure that there is peace and stability in their countries. The administration that I have the honor to lead has been devoted to attracting greater trade and investment into South Africa. Every visit we make to countries on our continent and across the world and every visit by heads of state from other countries focuses on strengthening economic ties between our country and those countries.
0: Meanwhile, experts are looking forward to observing how South Africa will deal with Russia on the activities of the mercenary army, the Wagner Group, which is being accused of supporting military regimes in West Africa as over 30 world leaders converge in South Africa for the 15th BRICS summit in Johannesburg. Head of our foreign affairs desk, Blessed Soga, will be joining us later. Meanwhile, Tunisia's um, meanwhile, school leader has promised to return the West African country to civilian rule within three years. General Abdurrahman Chiani made the announcement after meeting mediators from West Africa's regional bloc, ECOWAS, in the capital, Niamey. ECOWAS has threatened military action to reverse last month's overthrow of President Basum if talks fail. The Janta has said that Niger did not want a war, but will defend itself against any foreign intervention. Thousands of men came to a stadium in Niamey on a Saturday to register for a volunteer force in case of invasion. Although overcrowding prevented the registration process from starting, the Writers' News Agency reports, regional efforts to reverse the coup have been backed by the U.S. and France which both have military bases in Niger. These bases are part of efforts to tackle jihadist groups in the wider Sahel region. The Janta leader who headed the presidential guard before seizing power on 26 July said military intervention could worsen the Islamist insurgencies linked to Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State group. The situation in Niger as regards timelines given by the junta to hand over power is unique. Now let's have a look at how the Mali and Burkina Faso situations were handled by both the Junta and ECOWAS. And as you can see on your screen between 2021 and 2023, five coups were reported in Mali, Guinea, Guinea Guinea-Bissau, Burkina Faso and Niger. And um, the sanctions instituted in Mali, one, the ECOWAS instituted a ban on trade of goods, except for food, of course, and fuel and medicine, also cut off from regional financial market and suspended from ECOWAS until they instituted constitutional rule. Now, a 24-month transition agreed upon after ECOWAS rejected their 36-month proposal. In Guinea, ECOWAS condemned the coup, suspended their membership from ECOWAS, and also demanded that they return to constitutional rule. Now, they agreed to send a high-level mission to Guinea. The junta there proposed their own three-year transition timeline, and this is for Guinea. Now, in Burkina Faso, the junta suspended, was suspended from ECOWAS governing bodies, and also Echoes condemned the coup, but remained inactive for a period. Now, no sanctions were immediately imposed. The junta agreed to return to democracy in 24 months. In the Gambia, Yaya Jame refused to step down, but then 7,000 troops, 7, troops led by Senegal massed up at the border of Gambia, of Gambia I beg your pardon, the troops ensured a transition to democracy in three days' record time. Barrow was sworn in as president. In Guinea-Bissau, ECOWAS deployed some 631 troops, mainly from Nigeria and Senegal. The troops protected public buildings and institutions. Now, from all these scenarios, um, the ultimatum given by ECOWAS to these various junta's failed. I mean, the timelines that these countries, especially Mali, Burkina Faso, uh, the Gambia and the rest, couldn't adhere to the time. They didn't um, adhere to the time and couldn't you know, bring back uh, constitutional rule between those periods. Also, diplomatic negotiations are still ongoing in all these five countries and are yet to seek any uh, favorable outcome in these countries. Military intervention on the part of ECOWAS is still yet to be done. We'll be right back with business.
2: Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still do jump better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her. Slowed
12: down, held back, inhibited. What you get out depends on what you put in. Rejuvenate your engine's performance with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Because true performance knows no bounds. New and improved Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits to rejuvenate your engine's performance. Continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors.
10: TV
2: shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. (laughs) Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart world to bank Eco Bank, the Pan African Bank.
13: When everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row, so I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun There are a lot of art things to do. Yes, I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Charlotte 2022.
3: It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous.
13: It's amazing. It's Chaluwete
3: festival. You ought to be here. The painting, the people, the Guineans were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you check it out, it's really happening.
12: that we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation Oh no!
2: We are out of range
13: Oh don't worry daddy I have Alexa in my back
14: Alex what? Alexa Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM
2: Super Hits Radio Joy 99.7
14: Listen to Joy FM and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs.
13: And we are back like we never lost signal.
14: Alexa, welcome to Multimedia.
2: Score HD, the new exciting football channel is now available only on HD+, and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and EFB Cup, Premier League. Copa de la Liga Profesional, see Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely, feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agrona HD Plus, the feely, feely experience.
5: Hi, welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Powell. The Economist Intelligence Unit is predicting that Ghana will reach an agreement with its external creditors in the coming weeks to pave way for the restructuring of foreign loans. This is disclosure from its newest document titled Outlook for Global Sovereign Credit Risk and there is more in this report
13: will come as a piece of good news for the country as it will be on schedule to begin its external debt restructuring according to the uk-based firm ghana has advanced with its negotiation for external debt restructuring the country in december 2022 requested a bilateral debt restructuring under the common framework for debt treatments supported by the g20 In June this year, the government sent a non-binding working debt restructuring proposal to official bilateral creditors, signifying the beginning of a negotiation process that the EIU said it expects to conclude in the coming weeks. Ghana and five other countries defaulted on their loans in 2022 as public finances became strained whilst interest rates surged. The UK-based firm added that, Many more countries are expected to record debt default this year. And most of these countries at the highest risk of debt default are in Africa.
5: Meantime, the government is likely to extend the second round of domestic debt action program for about a week. This is despite receiving about 90% participation in the domestic dollar bonds and cocoa bills. Here's more.
12: Based on the engagement with persons with knowledge of the offer results... They say the extension should be described as an administrative one, and not because the offer wasn't successful. This is because the domestic dollar bonds in the cocoa bills had about 90% participation. However, when it comes to the pension funds, most of the fund managers wanted some extra time to properly collate the offers that have come in, hence the need for this administrative extension. The offer, which began on July 14, has already been extended by once already. Government is hoping to restructure 60 billion Ghana City's worth of bonds in this last round of domestic debt exchange program, That is the domestic dollar bonds, the cocoa bills and the pension funds. The holders of these funds are expected to exchange their papers for new bonds. Sources say based on this result, government can see that it has technically concluded the domestic debt program. This should help the country in securing
5: the second round of IMF cash by the end of this year. Now, interest rates surged on the money market to 31.08 percent as the government as borrowing spree on the domestic market continued. According to results of treasury bills auction by the Bank of Ghana, the government got 3.45 billion cedis, 12.91 percent lower and the ambitious targeted amount of 3.96 billion cedis
10: interest rates in Ghana ranked the highest in middle income countries in Africa the rate however lower than the inflation of 43% indicating that the real rate of return on investment is negative according to data from the bank of ghana the yield on the 91 day bill increased by 0.61% to 26.70% That of the 182-day bill reached 27.88% from 27.59% the previous week. The one-year bill inched up by 0.39% to tear 1.08%. Meanwhile, demand for the 182-day bill for the first time in several years exceeded the 91-day bill. Investors tendered 1.69 billion cities for the six-month bill. All the bids were accepted. Investors also offered 1.63 billion cents for the 91-day bill, in which all the bids were accepted. And that's
5: business. The news continues after the break.
10: In a world where determination
2: meets innovation, a new wave of students is rising to conquer challenges and shape their destinies.
4: But I'm telling everybody that agriculture is a next gold mine. And me, for instance, the big men in Ghana are all doing agriculture, but you are not seeing it.
2: These extraordinary individuals are breaking barriers and blazing trails by embracing agriculture as a means to fund their education, accommodation and meals. They are not just students their pioneers cultivating their dreams while cultivating the land i want to do